Are you ready to change your mind? Are you ready to rethink the truth about reality? It's time to go on a journey into this weird world. Hello and welcome to This Weird World. My name is Tansy Bajant and I'm your host for this show. And so we are in July 2021 and it seems strange but I almost can't believe that we've got here to that apex of the year where we have come through the solstice, uh, the beautiful solstice. I was very lucky this year to be with dear friends and we went up to watch the sunrise which we didn't see but we certainly felt it through the clouds and then warmed ourselves in front of a beautiful fire and it just felt utterly gorgeous so I feel very grateful for that moment of friendship uh, at that point in the year especially as we've had such a distanced year from one another and for me, being a very strong Cancerian with my full moon in Cancer, I love my friends and being around my community. Um, and so that's partly what we will be talking about today. So being in July, we are in the sign of Cancer. So the sun has made it around the cycle of the year into Cancer. So at that point, that apex of the solstice, we moved from Gemini into Cancer and from this point there is a descent Uh, from this point the descent moves down now towards the winter the light will be growing shorter the light days light hours will be growing shorter the pivot between Capricorn and Cancer are really important in the zodiacal calendar and that is where we have in Capricorn we have the winter solstice and in uh, Cancer we have the summer solstice or at that apex of the change and it is believed that it is the soul gates so our souls um, enter during uh, enter through Capricorn and exit through Cancer so they yeah this eight this this trajectory is um, a really powerful point in the year Uh, and in the sort of cosmic patterning of life itself and so today I am back with Amanda Simon and we will be just discussing um, how it feels this month as we are in Cancer and its relationship to the chariot card which is uh, from the tarot and we will be looking at the Rider Waite specifically, the, um, the Chariot in the Rider Waite deck of tarot cards. And for anyone who hasn't listened to any of the previous podcasts, you will hear that every month since January, Amanda and I have been doing this exploration. Uh, we've been tracking the light through 
its zodiacal sign, like as it moves into each zodiacal sign, and then its corresponding uh, tarot card. And from understanding these these aspects, from rec from living our life in a way that is sensitive to the energies that are around us and how they have been um, essentially described uh, through these different signs, the different archetypes, we can really get more familiar with the experiences that we're having or with the atmosphere of each month. And it's just really interesting in the dialogue that I have with Amanda to see how those energies emerge. Um, the sort of feedback loop that you get. It's really uh, inspiring and it's been a really interesting process for us both to track it in this way. And it gives that depth to the tarot cards and it gives the depth to the zodiacal sign when we see it through different lenses. And yeah, we're hoping to offer these different points of view so that you can become familiar if you're not with astrology or the tarot or just noticing the cycles as we move through them in the year noticing the different feelings of each month and perhaps even having a diary where you are tracking it yourself so you're noticing what emerges in each month or how you're feeling and as you deepen into any exploration of tarot or astrology um, or magical work you can start to perhaps notice the the themes emerging or the atmospheres emerging within each month and that is a lifelong process so this um this tracking can happen for the rest of your life because obviously the sun is consistently or constantly moving through each sign in this beautiful circle so yes today i am excited to bring back onto the podcast amanda simon and we are going to just be flowing into conversation and deliberation about how it feels to be in July in this year uh, with that um, energy of cancer and the atmosphere of uh, the chariot. So I really hope that you enjoy it and I will speak to you on the other side. So Amanda, welcome back. Thank you, Tansy. It's exciting uh, to be back. I feel like it's been a long time. Mm. Yeah, time is stretched somehow. Yeah, I think ever since the solstice, it feels actually that mm. it's been a really long time since then. Um, but maybe that's because obviously it's also in June. So the 21st of June solstice, and now we're in July. So mm. it's slightly... A slightly extended in that sense too. Um, so do you want to sort of set the scene of the zodiac, so like cancer and then just a little setting of the scene of place as well for us? A place in terms of? Like atmosphere. Atmosphere, mm. okay. Yeah, I think I was just really been sitting with it and just gathering kind of all sorts of strands and um, I find it so interesting how the kind of zodiac moves 
you know, so we've moved from Gemini. So this fizzing, um, spawning, uh, you know, going out in multiple different directions to Cancer, which is um, cardinal water. And I'll say a bit more about that in a minute. But Cancer's got a kind of initiating energy, but it's also got something quite stilling about it as well which is interesting, but it's such a different energy to Gemini. So maybe it just feels still in relation to Gemini. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, but it, then it foreshadows Leo, which is the bright burning sun and a roar of summer. But, but that, you know, movement is just fascinating. So, so Cancer initiates the summer season because Gemini ends the spring season and like the end of a season is kind of releasing and opening and enabling the next season to come in so cancer is like this fiercely initiating um uh quality to it but it's 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 a water one so there's you know just like if you just allow those kind of images to sit you know that it is it is water but it's got this um not forcefulness, but it's definitely got something which is pushing something mm. into being or bringing something into being. And it's bringing the summer season into being because Leo is the fixed energy and then Virgo is the mutable energy. So we get these kind of seasonal triads, as it were. Mm. And so so there's a, lot, there's a lot about Cancer, which is a kind of peaking quality mm. to it you know mm. with the solstice and with the summer being the, in a way the the peak of a of, of the growing year and that it brings it in it brings it in in that way but that there's this very horizontal quality to cancer as well mm. um when you and and we'll go more into that but if you think about like water it's a very horizontal element mm. you know fire is a much more vertical element but it's very uh, yeah it's smoother and it's more horizontal and then the way the crab moves and we'll go into the crab you know everything about the crab is kind of horizontal mm. it's not it's very flat it's very close to the earth so I just find those images really informative in terms of cancer rather than the kind of stereotypical um, associations that often come in before you've really built up the imagery or re- mm. that built up some of the strands where those come from um so just to reiterate the cardinal energy is the um the beginning of a season and so you know cancer almost draws all of that spring energy from gemini all of those fizzing um insect like swarming (laughs) endeavors and it draws them all in and i think that's something that we i really want to play with this idea of drawing in and gathering Mm. Um, and harboring mm. to then build the pressure or build the um, fever for the summer to, to become its full force in Leo in a mm. way so it's kind of like a hinge as well it's it's that and, and cardinal signs are hinges they're pushing the thing pushing it on to the next season um, so when I think of cancer you know I really I think that just staying with that image of the of the claws, you know, they're gathering in. They're really kind of like, and they create a harbour. Mm. You know, they create an enclave. And the moon gathers light. 
and the moon's home is in cancer mm. and the moon gathers so there's i just think that's powerful as an image of like gathering in and generating mm. kind of a lot of um thriving and and mm. um furtive energy um and and we'll come back to that but that then helps you to feel into and recognize why all the other qualities are named yeah. around cancer. Yeah, I think to see cancer as a hinge is interesting as well because you can see it clearly in sort of two ways. There's that idea of like the shell of, of a mm. crab is quite, is, is sort of fixed and strong and, and powerful and protective and sort of drawing these things in. But within the crab, there's this soft and sensitive and, um, vulnerable being and so within the crab itself you've got this dichotomy or like this um, opposition between deep sensitivity and outward sort of protection like a crab is a really good um, sort of analogy even in its uh, mm. claws you can see that kind of hinging mm-hmm. and but, within the claws there's multiple hinges yeah there's at least three other hinges yeah in the claws yeah they're not just one piece no and a hinge, like when we think of what it does, it's like this kind of the closing and the opening. And so when I think of that, like everything that you've said, it's just triggered this sort of atmosphere in my head, which I'm going to mm. kind of describe. But um, when we think about um, there's this idea about cancer, and then maybe this is taking it a bit far. But when we think of um, you hear about the doorway or the gateway, the soul gateway mm-hmm. at cancer, which is that hinge is also a door. Um, which is where the souls leave, um, or is it where they come in, and then Cap- uh, Capricorn is where they leave. So, which is its opposite sign. Which is its which opposite is the, sign. Which is the winter solstice. And another hinge. Yes. In, well, it's double. Know. It's a, a, a it's, it's a hinge in its in its sea goatness as well. Yeah. Because yes, it's, exactly. It's half goat and half. Fish. But they're both incredibly primordial. Yeah. They're really ancient. Yeah. And I think that isn't necessarily really um, sunk into with cancer. No, and I think that's where, and, you know, these two points in the year of Capricorn and cancer holding these incredible moments of the apex move and that hinging Mm, moment. Of light. Of light. And and life because of the souls totally and 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 that's what's so interesting about because they are pinnacles and so it's maximum rise Mm. but it's also the turn yes or it's maximum fall but also the turn towards the light yes and so that that's where the kind of quality of nostalgia comes Mm. into in my felt sense you know of cancer because it's like it already knows it's on the fall (laughs) because it's risen to its apex and so that nostalgia for something that can't be maintained, yeah. that nostalgia for something that can't, you can't remain at that apex, you know, mm. just really sit. And, and the other thing that if you finish, T, can I, yeah, or yeah, was there yeah. more to your No, thought? I was just thinking about the, when, with the sun moving, being taken up the mountain and then down into the depths. Mm. So I didn't know if maybe if you wanted to even say that as part of what you were going no, to say. No, where I was mm. going was... Um, this kind of, I love this, I was just kind of having a reverie about this in, in if we think about all the, uh, well, I don't know about all, but certainly the ones that I know about, solstice kind of temples, architectures, they, they are all wanting to kind of have the sun framed in some way. They frame the sun with an architectural gateway 
Like they've all got gateways to them. Mm. And then they have a kind of inner sanctum where the sun can kind of fill, as it were, or it's contained or it's held. Um, and, and, that, and that sense of it being the place where the soul comes in, it's the place where life is kind of, the soul chooses to come in through the gateway of cancer. And then these kind of temples of, of the solstice celebration and, and honouring and how the sun and the moon are never, you can't, like they're inseparable. And that's so fascinating, isn't it? That the, the home of the moon and the home of the sun are next to each other in the zodiac. And, and so this, this way in which the sun, in which the moon gathers the light of the sun, like that's what the moon is doing. It's gathering the light of the sun and then redistributing it. Yeah. So, so that's like the crab, you know, it gathers mm. things into its claws and then it protects them. And then it kind of opens out and releases them. And that, that kind of quality of gathering, whatever, gathering light or gathering life or allowing this to be the kind of place of thriving. I just find that so rippling mm. in terms of these solstice temple structures where they are built where the sun is going to go come in, in its maximum. Mm. and kind of not contain it but in a way gather up as much as possible to kind of create a an ancient honoring in Mm. a way that's where I was going just in terms of that notion of the gateway of Mm. where the souls come in is also the the solstice and how they're kind of places where that gateway the sun is kind of invited in and And what I think to explain to listeners a little bit as well is that so cancer so although when we're talking about the sort of the sun and that apex of the solstice so there is this story um for example as well of like the of cancer of the sun rising in the sky like rising up coming up this mountain and then being kind of placed on top of the mountain and cancer the crab taking the sun and descending it's now the descent down 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 taking it down to the depths of the water where it finds its deepest point and then where capricorn the, sea, uh, the fish of Capricorn rescues the sun in the midwinter and carries it up through the water and then the goat puts it into its horns and carries it up the mountain. Mm. And so you've got this cycle between, again, the Capricorn and Cancer um, apexes, apex points um, and that carrying of the sun mm. and carrying of the light. But then how I want to sort of differentiate that. So we're talking about Cancer as being the sort of apex, like the kind of claws, like holding the sun in some ways. But there's also this, which is what Amanda kind of talked a little bit about, is that cancer itself is ruled by the moon. You know, the actual, the sun in the signs, it's associated with Leo. Mm-hmm. So you were saying that they're next to each other and they're, they're taking in the light. Zodiac. In the zodiac. Yeah. So it's just... They're, they're um, two luminaries. Like yes. The moon and the sun are absolutely inseparable yeah like they're always in relation to each other they're always passing Mm. things and And one is a queen of the she the moon is the queen of the night and the sun is the. and so i i guess what i'm trying to help the listeners understand is when we're talking about the sun and then we talk about the moon in the same with the crab like Mm -hmm. is that confusing to people because we're saying sort of carrying the sun as the crab but then the sun rules over Leo, and then yet the moon rules but over that's, Cancer. But that shows the interchangeability of them. Like, they are tethered entirely by 
the kind of uh, you know that what is happening in the year what is happening from day to night like there's so many ways in which the cycling is happening the seasons day to night yes the the, the years you know like that that's and and so I can understand where it might be like this kind of um fluidity between going between moon and cancer but you you can't separate separate mm. them um and that's why it's hard to kind of just to just to in, be interchangeable yeah. like when we are because where does where does the crab live it lives mm. on the shore of the sea and the sea and the waters are completely affected by the moon and those tides and those tugs mm. of the of the um water are absolutely the way in which cancer is you know uh, tugged and pulled and has mm. currents and 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 is um taken and that's the moon that is part of that um encountering of internal states and emotional states or mood memory um nostalgia like they're all things that kind of f- are fluid and they f- kind of flux and flow and if you think about the, that kind of shoreline where the crab lives it's like in and out in and out mm. and it's always on that edge and it, it different kind of places of that lapping yeah and that is why the, the associations to cancer uh there is that idea of that feeling of deep sensitivity that emotional movement and so almost if we're kind of bringing it to perhaps life in our lives so we've sort of looked at the sort of big zodiacal aspects of the the, the calendar and then the, the day and the night and if we can kind of bring in that movement that the what the ocean kind of moving the crab or the crab trying to stay in place um and perhaps even like you know that idea of like creating home in the sand and then it being washed away and that's part of that even a nostalgia for the crab of home gone create again home gone create again and it's it's this there's this there is a fluidity and there is that motion there's that hinging again of like nothing that kind of came before is is going to be the same and in cancer i feel that there's this there's a an acceptance of that but there's a there's a a loss in it too Mm -hmm. there's and again you're holding those two parts of like preparing for next step but finding it you know recognizing something has to be lost at the same time Mm -hmm. there's a loss Mm -hmm. and a gain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah wherever there's an apex then loss is within it yes you know like whenever we're at a peak then we are also and we could see that maybe in this moment i don't know how the listener is feeling but perhaps if we bring it to a moment in life of, you know, for my life, I know that um, there is a movement gathering and there's momentum. I know that I am going on a trajectory, but I don't, I know that something has to be lost, but those crab claws are still trying to hold on to, in a way, what it is that, you know, there is an acceptance of moving, but there's also that feeling of not wanting to let go. Mm. And you you know like the crab kind of clinging onto a rock when a huge wave is coming it's like it's trying hard to hold on but it knows ultimately from experiencing it time and time again that it will get washed into the motion and that motion cannot be um cannot be held back from mm. and yet the crab does try and i feel that in my own life of like mm. there's 
I can see the wave is coming of change and yet part of me has that deep nostalgia of what is to be left behind and I can feel my little crab claws clinging on Mm. Uh, but knowing that the wave will take me and I think that I don't know how others are feeling at this moment and um, perhaps it's even this time of in the wider world of this apex or this this hinging between are things open are they not and can we truly can it's kind of an acceptance that we are moving into a different world but there's almost this clinging to what is past and have we really um, accepted the loss of our our old reality in a way like this is the kind of there's a moment in this that we can see of like I know that I've spoken to a lot of people who are feeling really exhausted at the moment mm. and I think there is this you're holding two realities in one a an entering of a new and knowing that this is how it's going to be from now on or how that changes but also a kind of clinging somewhere in you to what it was because that was familiar and that was known and that is in mm. that also the cancer there's that clinging to home and or security in some ways too I don't know yeah yeah I mean I I I, I suppose I'm just bringing it back to what's um not necessarily an extrapolation I just suppose that something in that about um everything about those crab claws and what they create to me is indicative of everything around vessels like the womb it's like mm. the womb the womb is a a place of warmth and and where things can grow and the home you know ideally mm. is a place of warmth where things can grow that is a place of warmth where where the growth happens and if we think about this time of year it's a time of maximum thriving i just think it helps with the the imagery it reinforces the imagery and the kind of atmosphere each of the planets has different places where it's kind of at its maximum kind of potential. And Jupiter is at its happiest maximum potential in Cancer. So that's so fascinating to think about because Jupiter just wants to grow and grow and grow and grow. Mm. And Cancer's environment, not Pisces or another water Mm. sign, provides that place of maximum growth for Jupiter. So that again helps to recognize the kind of fecundity of cancer you know in terms of that harbor is just such a helpful image for me because in that crab claw hold it's both protective and um nurturing and uh, is like a kind of um cradle it's like a cradle Mm. that's what i'm that's the image it's um and it and it weaves that cradle you know It, it kind of holds that that protective space um and for and you know i don't i don't think that necessarily it's always necessary to let that get swept away sometimes it might be to reinforce that like Mm. something comes and you reinforce it because there's something precious that still hasn't kind of come to be but it's been knocked off track so i i don't think that necessarily always that wave motion is like well i'll just let go it might be a moment of like I'm going to resurrect yeah (laughs) and actually there's still more and 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 that that kind of tenacity to create the cradle again (laughs) um I think is um 
you know, that kind of constant rhetoric about, well, change is the basis of reality. Yes, it is, but sometimes it is to kind of take yourself out of the flow. Well, not even just the flow, but the torrent and just kind of plant again. <laughs> and that might not mean going where it's taking you. It might mean scuttling back and just saying there's still more. You know, this is this there's a kind of a a, a a belonging on this base that's incomplete you know I I think that's just kind of important to weave into the yeah the mix yeah and I think well I think that there's two there's two again there's that kind of that in fact every sign that we've worked with there's always like a, a, a medley a mix and these sort of oppositions and I think that in some ways like cancer when we think about the movement in terms of the year or in terms of process there's this feeling of like it knows that something is coming is changing it's like the light's mm. descending it's starting to move like you said it's like the kind of the hinge there is there is motion coming but then actually when we take the the quality of cancer itself the fact that we all have that within us there is a sort of there is a permanency to a cancer quality if that makes sense and so I have my full moon in cancer and so you know for me it's like there is a sense of deep nurture that remains and that re reforming you know and re-protecting mm. like that never gets swept away forever you know it's mm. never a kind mm-hmm. of but it's it's a sort of an opening at some point and then a reclosing and so you've kind of got these these aspects of where cancer happens to us there's a sort of atmosphere of of in the month of cancer of that motion of the movement but then within ourselves we hold cancer and so we can see how it both creates perhaps a nurturing a motherliness a warmth within us but then also the possibility to be protective and be defensive and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 mm-hmm. a quality mm-hmm. as well as and it's got multiple shades yes yes, yes, yes it's got yes. multiple definitely mm. and yeah, and I and I think that that is a kind of spectrum for different people as well yes. in terms of how active, activated or how, you know, it is to do with how we've been cared for. It is to do with that early matrix of making our being from the womb to the to milk in some capacity to suckling to um how you're held physically or not mm. into like all the various containers that are part of what can form mm. or disform or deform your capacity to hold in the face of sweeps and changes and because um, not not everyone's um, kind of crucible of care for me is a kind of quality of cancer is is um it's not a given you know maybe if you have a full moon in cancer it is a given because that's very strong archetypal energy but it is also nurture it is also what you're how that's fostered you know fostering is a massive part of a cancer quality so so i think that just even just talking in these ways you know like one of the most um uh, magnificent qigong moves is just like almost it's called standing tree but basically you're just kind of mimicking that cancer claw and it's a way of kind of generating um mm. a kind of quality of um internal fire mm. <laughs> or internal holding you know because yeah. i think that you know so i think it's 
and especially at very kind of collectively vulnerable times, collectively yeah. unstable times. What is that? What is your relationship with that? And yeah. this, I mean, exactly what you're saying actually is so um, important when we think about the chariot card. Um, so if you know the chariot card and the tarot, um, it's this charioteer, often depicted as a man, but it can be either way, um, held in a chariot still with uh, buildings behind them. And they've got two sphinxes which are still. And so a lot of people really struggle with linking the chariot to cancer because cancer and the chariot are um, like in symbiosis, like they, like cancer is the chariot card um, or chariot is associated with cancer. And a lot of people find that difficult because we think about, you know, a lot of people, um, perhaps like I was saying, is connecting to that kind of the nurturing, the, the, that flowing, this sort of, um, the, the idea of cancer is being care but with Amanda saying that you can really see actually what the chariot is depicting and so there's this idea with charioteers in the past who the chariot was not just a, a, a kind of a chariot of defense it was a chariot that also was their home like taking their home with them taking what they required to be nurtured themselves with them they had that as they leave their home behind like and a charioteer would go out to perhaps go to war or to vent to go on adventures to go and find and discover to seek out the world but often to return and so there was this 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 kind of connection to home which there is in cancer but also a fortification a sense of um protection around that deep sensitivity when we go out into the world and yet also carrying with oneself the ability to self-nurture or the ability to carry home, to to be able to sort of make home again. So when Amanda was talking about this kind of the claws and maybe opening and then reclosing or reforming or how we are nurtured, it's that actually when you, you come to recognise what it is that you need to create home and that doesn't need to necessarily be a fixed place of abode. There's a sort of, it's... um there's something in the chariot that calls to those aspects of cancer and again like a chariot would move out of a gate would would sort of leave the arena and move out into the world and that kind of protective space and then they create their own protection as they go and in this card there is this you know the the stillness of the sphinxes they're not moving partly because they could pull in two different directions so there is this sense of needing to kind of align oneself in order to move forward when we first look at the chariot there's this this stillness that Amanda was speaking about at the beginning this sort of serenity but if needed it can and when ready it can charge out and into the world with its own sense of sort of protection I think I'm really struck by the um I was reading about something around um and we, we should say it's a cancer new moon it's a cancer new moon on the day that we're recording this podcast um and I'm struck by the kind of it's sphinxes pulling the chariot which are ancient like one, you know, one of our most ancient images and yet the chariot is indicative of a kind of forward motion and going into the future whatever that is um and so there's that cardinal energy again mm. but it's always linked to something older it's always got that ancientness in its going forwardness you know and so memory is part of that and I'm also struck that the, the, the chariot is a vessel and um, 
in myth, it's that the, the chariot pulls the sun across the sky. In you know, Helios is the sun god, but it it this it it's not the sun is not the sun is pulled. <laughs> it's not the in a way it's not the um the sun is not moving of its own accord. It's being taken by this chariot and carried by this chariot, which is when we think about the chariot card as being the the, the moon. Um, or related to the moon again we've got that inseparability mm. between the sun and the moon um, and Apollo the other um, god in Greek myth associated with the sun also had a chariot you know so there's this um, again these kind of multiple like as you sink in and, and all these layers and and how they just kind of uh, generate this mm. um, rich uh, reverie and how that reverie in itself will land in you in a way that in enlists and informs and alights this time for you you know rather than sticking on a set of stereotypes which mm. in a way keywords around cancer are like just stickers mm. you just slap them on yourself and it's like oh this is what this is about and it's just like slapping it on in this mm. kind of and it almost is like it becomes like a straitjacket but if you start, what what I'm always doing is starting from just gathering the threads mm. of all of these different ways in which we can kind of um, sit with and sink into, like mm. the animal and then the um, environment of the animal and then bringing in the chariot card. Like what does it all kind of offer in this soup in this kind of almost like this cancer shallow soup <laughs> which is kind of you know it's always warm at that bit of the sea yeah it's it all, it's invariably warm even if the rest of the sea is cold and yeah. that's really telling isn't it in yeah. terms of conditions for maximum life yeah. you know the fact that jupiter wants to be in that <laughs> yeah. and all it wants is maximum growth and if we think about where you know without water the earth wouldn't you know nothing would grow dry and so that point between land and water is always the the points where uh, like living things thrive mm. so we think about the past with or like in deserts where animals venture huge distances to get to oases to watering holes and that's where life grows and then it kind of ripples out from there and you know, ultimately with the water cycle, we get rain. But without that, if we had no rain, if that didn't exist, the only place life would be, would be between... On an edge. On a, yeah, on an edge. Mm. Mm. Um, and obviously, like, in the water, but, like, yeah, mm -hmm. on that edge is so mm. important. And that shows that kind of nurturing quality of life. Um, yeah. The ancient meeting of two things. Totally. And again, in a way, like the moon and the sun. And if we're just bringing it back to the Capricorn and the winter solstice, it's like... The tremendous kind of power and um, in a way trust and harboring that happens at that time of year mm. as well because it has to protect life it has to protect yeah. life so much because everything is hostile <laughs> you know light is hostile temperature is hostile um, just there's just not much to support life and so that I think it's just that kind of thinking about life mm. and light again and this pole between the Cancer and the Capricorn. And, and also the last thing I'd love to say, yeah. which is much more contextual to this moment, but 
it was you know the eclipses are everything to do with the sun and the moon and it was during a cancer and capricorn eclipse that we all got um enclosed we all globally in terms of coronavirus became enclosed which is kind of there's a way in which cancer encloses and there's a way in which capricorn encloses because it's ruled by saturn so anyway i just think that kind of like if we're thinking about where we are in time from last year and the kind of ending of the eclipse cycle and how cancer was a huge part of our experience last year because of where the eclipses were happening Mm -hmm. and these enclosures and now here we are in a state where those enclosures are being opened up and the Mm. level of kind of protective kind of jerky (laughs) um so i just think this moment in time has this um very kind of like uh deep memory i mean it's not that deep it's only last year but it still is a potent somatic memory to that kind of like withdrawing that yeah was enforced and what i find is so interesting is i've been listening to a lot of um economics programs and the two things that are most um expensive at the moment as in so that Mm. is pushed because they are the most sought after is home is houses and is cars which is interesting when I'm thinking about the chariot because Mm. it's also like these little adventures these little Mm. moments coming from home and back to home but home like houses is the one number one thing on most people's minds is like airbnbs rentals purchasing houses it is one of the the most sought after Mm. and it's driving up price because there just isn't enough because everyone is thinking about home and about that sense of possibly security or um and also because those more kind of long extensive travels are so much more um impaired exactly I mean, I could go somewhere else with that, but I'm not going to go with that. But I was thinking that you were going to say milk. Okay, is that really <laughs> no, sought I was after? Thinking, well, but no, I, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I, would, I wasn't quite sure what commodities you were going to say. Oh. But I was wondering if you were going to say milk, because milk is such a quality of cancer. It's yeah. such a quality of kind of like, you know, like homing nourishment. And it could just be a kind of unconscious thing of just like... I just got to have milk in the house as a way to kind of feel kind of somehow um, suckled in this kind of mayhem, you know, like bonded, bonded. I mean, it might be the next thing. It might People get home, people do their little car journeys, which is like the little chariot out to explore and then come back. And then they make a cup of tea. And then they make a cup of tea. So suddenly, so everyone who's listening, you should possibly stock up on some milk. (laughs) Or maybe milk will help to satisfy. But the the moon's light is milky. Yes. And moon and cancer are about bonding. Mm. And and milk is a huge part of bonding. Animals, humans. I mean, my mind went somewhere because I was thinking about tea and I was like, gosh, tea itself doesn't grow in, like, for example, we're in England. I was like, tea doesn't grow in England, yet tea grows in a really hot climate. And then you blend that with something that, like, milk coming here. Mm. I think that was a tangent that didn't really make any sense (laughs) when I was thinking about tea. That's what happens when 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 you stay with the moon and cancer, it goes sideways and scuttles around and didn't we meet in a in the eclipse of capricorn and cancer yes was that the first one i'd have to track it back yeah yeah 
because this is also, I mean, this is just for a little bit of a piece with the listeners, but um, so Amanda and I discovered each other on a very extraordinary, uh, yeah, it was a very beautiful moment, I think is possibly how I'll say it, of I arrived at this house, uh, which Amanda owned, and she had a friend, Adam, and I met them both here, and within just a couple of days, and in the middle of an eclipse, this was, uh, of the Capricorn Cancer. And in that middle of that eclipse, I fell in love with Adam and I moved in with Amanda. So I was given home and it was just a really, really beautiful moment. And now at this stage of this kind of new apex, again, like kind of being in Cancer, there's this opening again. And perhaps, you know, Adam and I need to now leave that hold, that home, that space, mm. And it's just a really interesting tracking when we're thinking the gateway's about... gateway's opened. Yes. The claws are opening. Yeah. Yeah, and we're in a different eclipse cycle. Yeah. So... And I do have nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> and I do yeah. want to protect. Mm. No. Um, anyway, so are there any last bits that you want to share or say? Only to say, you know, like, um, I really spending time with the tarot imagery and then coming back to the, the astrological imagery and, and, the, and that weave is is so generative and, and just a real encouragement that that that's how you bring your own sort of subjective associations and connections and um, just an encouragement mm. to, to do that to the listeners and also that that we are doing the cancer chariot class next week and um, that will then be available um, where it, I'm sure some of these things will get woven in, but they'll also get deepened and um, uh, more more kind of extensive in their in their range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and with a lot of imagery. Yeah, and actually, just to add to that is, you know, I think that when I was learning astrology, I felt like the most important thing was to sort of gather the keywords first. And I know when Amanda said that she just feels like they're stickers, but I felt actually it was really important to have a a bit of a grounding of knowing what what they were about but as I've developed more astrological awareness I really agree with Amanda and in the sense that actually I think that even just by looking at and meditating on the glyph mm. of a of the zodiac of mm. the sign literally just taking a crab or literally just taking a goat or the sea the sea goat or just taking a fish and playing with those ideas and maybe having a couple of keywords just to hone in but ultimately those those um zodiacal creatures are so powerful and that's a magic in itself of how those came into being but the fact is is that just by meditating on each glyph um each symbol you can gain so much. And that's how astrology started, just mm. gazing at the stars and then creatures emerged. And that those were kind of visions or they were premonitions or they just came through, you know. And, and so that is what I would strongly recommend to kind of, as to tap into the kind of um, ancient art and the... the um, the prophetic capacities and the visionary enabling um, and the divinational, uh, you know, practice of astrology is to remember that 
it, it, it wasn't like there were things drawn in the sky. It was just a relationship of gazing and gazing and then forms. Mm-hmm. And, and that it can, if you trust yourself and you give time, is how you can come to have a deep relationship with whether it's the tarot or whether it's the zodiac signs or whether it's the planets, anything really. Yeah. Lovely. So yes, go and look at the stars. <laughs> see them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you, Amanda, again. Pleasure. And so there it was, my conversation with Amanda, which I really hope that you enjoyed. Uh, And I hope that I was able to bring back some clarity in case that was lost in terms of the sun and the moon and um, the kind of movement of cancer and uh, the crab. And yeah, it's just, it's sort of holding all of it um, together. There's a lot of layers and levels and when we think about sort of the 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 meta cycles or the bigger cycles and then like the cycles of the year and then obviously the the signs in our own lives so it's just interesting to hold all of it if we can or just um yeah to just feel into what we are bringing hope that it lands or it calls to something within you or inspires you to take your interest further to pick up a deck of tarot cards or to go and cast your chart um, and just see where cancer lands in your chart and then can you see the sort of symbolism of that and what planets perhaps are there we hope that you enjoyed that and we will be posting the class out soon so if you would like to sign up to the class then do go over to enchantingfortuna.com where there will be a link to buy the class and there will be some other additional content coming out throughout the month and just uh, a bit of information about um, cancer and the chariot. But the classes are really great. They're really good fun for us to do. We do them... um, I do, I talk about the tarot card first and then Amanda uh, leads on into the astrological sign. But we are really walking you through um, those elements. I think for Amanda, it's creating this deep atmosphere like she does. And for me, it's about placing the card in this time of the year, that tracking of the light, the tracking of that movement. And then I also look at... um, how the the chariot could be read or the card could be read in terms of situation challenge advice so you do get information about reading the tarot as well so do come and check that out and i look forward to speaking to you again very soon i am planning um to release a couple more podcasts a month 
Uh, so do look out for those. They're going to be quite different. And I just want to create um, a few different ways of talking about the world and experience. And so this one is very much a uh, sort of um, a cyclical astrological tarot uh, themed look at the world or exploration or feel and just knowing that those planets and those qualities are always there and so it's so interesting to be able to tap into them and really connect in with them and so this is why we love doing this podcast in this way it's why we love creating enchanting fortuna just working with the cycles of the year as they come and at the same time I really want to do more in terms of helping to cultivate um, a sense of sort of living from the heart and so another podcast I'm going to be doing or another um, style of episode is one where I blend a little bit of meditation a bit of um, discussion around a topic and a theme and just put some music in there and just make it a really rich uh, experience that you can do um, in the morning or the night where there could be a time where you just take off uh, that time and you go and sort of sit into meditation or go for a walk and so just allowing you to to consider a particular theme and then sink into a nice meditation so that is one and another I'm going to be doing with Amanda is a little serials a little um three-part episodes where we talk about um or three-part series where we discuss uh, a particular topic and she will be sort of um, interviewing me for three topics and then I will do the same um, for her so that we can actually really share with you um, the work that we do and uh, our deeper interests. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about those and obviously I will let you know when they come out. So I will be more attentive to my Facebook page or the Facebook page associated with This Weird World um, which is This Weird World on Facebook and you will find any updates there as to what is coming out and you will find a link to all of the episodes there as well. Do share any comments or likes, uh, we really love to hear from you. So thank you again and sending so many blessings for this beautiful Cancerian month. And I'm just going to leave you with a song by Ayla Schaefer called Agua del Amor. And beneath this episode, you will have heard By the Sea by Anna Phoebe. Both songs I absolutely love and I'm excited to share them with you today. Sangre roja es el camino.
Padre Sol 